When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No. Roger. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you at? It's opinion. I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. I do it again. Yes, guys, I'm Si. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Roger Giggs on football. We are back after after a week off last week. I was uh, <coughs> rough for a week, only today, really, that I've sorted and been able to speak and get my voice back. So uh, kind of essential for podcasting. But we're back. Lots to discuss. We've got the World Cup. We've got the Championship back. Plus, of course, transfer window will be opening soon in the Christmas period. World Cup final on Sunday. Among other things, England have gone out as well since we last did a show. So lots and lots and lots to discuss. Um, but just as we wait for some of the, the latecomers and whatnot, let's do a little update of our Super 6. So uh, for those of you who don't know, we do a Super 6 prediction league uh, run through Will Melush, uh, raising money for charity. We do it each week. We go through our, give our predictions, stuff like that. Um, going into the last round, Rodri had a, a big eight-point lead over me. He was rubbing it in a bit and he was really felt like I was oh, thought it was all over. But uh, the last round of the Super 6 was the 4th of December. So even though we didn't have a show last week, we haven't missed the Super 6 update. And it is a big one. I scored a magnificent, unbelievable, captivating, wonderful 18 points. Whilst Brod- Rodri scored a big, fat zip because he forgot to do his predictions so Rodri went in with an eight point lead and he's now turned into a 10 point lead for me come on uh, a big congratulations however to uh, Sally Griffiths who actually won the round through the golden goal we both got 18 points but she beat me by getting uh, I think she was like a minute less than me in her prediction uh, the next round is boxing day at three o'clock we'll do our predictions at the end of tonight's show I think um but yeah, as always, I'm joined by the man himself, ex Salford City, ex FC United, and of course, ex Bangor City winger, Mr. <laughs> Rodri Giggs. How are you, my friend? You good? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Just my computer started, like I said, my computer just started to update, so I'm on my phone. 
you uh, you've normally got so much to say about the Super Six, mate. Is there anything you'd just like to comment no, on? No, it's a move on it amateur hour again, but um, you need all the help you can get. It's not not a problem. Ten point lead now, mate. Got to get yourself together. It's not even Christmas, mate. Like that. Uh, well, uh, it's like a Christmas present, isn't it? That's what it was. But in fairness, we've um, we've been quite close all the way through. So, like, even though I got a ten point lead now, really, like, there's probably a good chance I'll forget to do a round between now and the end of the season. You've got to just capitalise, haven't you? When you when the other teams drop points, yeah. But it's pretty went with the the norm, though, wasn't it? That's why you got so many high points. So we probably would have both probably got round about the same. Yeah. So. Um, there's a couple of yeah. draws I think which helped me out as well because I got um, I think two draws got five points on one of them so okay, it's, it's all good but um, funny enough like I was saying like to my boy my boy's got a big game on Saturday because um, if they win and the other result goes their way on the next pitch they'll go top of the league going into Christmas which is obviously uh, you know handy in it Christmas present but like you got to um, if the other team slips up, you have got to make sure you don't slip up, haven't you? And obviously, you've seen United over the years um, in these title chases. When your opponents drop points, you've got to make sure that you really nail it home with a good performance. Especially when usually, uh, especially these days when you don't really play on the same day, and one of them will yeah. play before, or yeah. Um. Right. We'll start with the World Cup, mate, tonight. And then we'll kind of work our way to the championship towards the end. Um, before we talk about the final and we preview that and we talk about the semi-finals, how have you? What have you made of the World Cup as an overall thing? Because obviously it was quite a controversial thing coming in. You had people saying they weren't going to watch it, and it was weird because of the time of year as well. Like, how have you found it? Yeah, it's just. Just, just the World Cup. It's just a, it just found it like uh, another tournament. Really, it's not. It's, it's like, um, yeah, it doesn't really feel any different. No, to me, no, not, not really. The time of year has made it a little bit weird. <laughs> yeah, the time of year a little bit weird, but with it being hot over there, and um, yeah, for me, it's just obviously the time, and it's a bit weird. But other than that. No, it's been a, it's been a good tournament. I think it helps when you know you you've been playing and you you within a week you you're into a World Cup, so everyone's fit, ready to go. No uh, games to warm up. They're all fit. They haven't ready. just played like a long no, season either. No, and they haven't had like warm up games where they're like friendlies. That they've had real intense run up to the World Cup, so they'll all be raring to go. Fit had a little break because obviously the the, the run up. To the World Cup, they would have been playing, you know, three games a week. So, with a little week's rest, and then boom, you're into World Cup. So, no, it's been. Let me ask you a question, then, mate. Do you think the quality has been any different because of the time of year, in terms of players being fitter and stronger? Yeah, because of what I've just said. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's been noticeable that the players are fresher? Um. No, not 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 notes not noticeable, as I would say, but it just uh... it is different, isn't it? Coming in after because after a long season, especially like for instance, if a team has finished yes, second you know, on England, the last day of season, England, you've got to recover. Say, you know, English English season is a real grueling season at the end of the season, you know. But this is they've only played like three months, so this will be perfect for 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 the for the English author people. For the English league, because yes, it's intense, but they've only been playing three months and, and they're still match fit. They haven't had a rest in little pre season games. They're full, they're raring to go. So it, it's difficult, but it, yeah, it's just it's just common sense that they, they, they're, they're going to be fit, match fit, and you're going to get better gains from the start. Okay. Um, but you meant- but it's, you know, you'd still rather it in the summer. Because that, yeah. that, it's always been, yeah. You could get, they still, even though they've had a long grueling season, they do get three weeks, four weeks break. So it's, you know, they still do get a rest. They get a little holiday and then they're back into training camp. So, yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned England, mate. Um, obviously, they're out now. Like, um, 
Do you, before the tournament, mate, you said um, that you thought that anything outside of winning it or like a final appearance was failure. I saw a lot of people kind of saying, oh, you know, they played really well against France. They were probably the better team. So they didn't, um, I don't know. But like, do you think they, do you stand by what you said before the tournament that that's a failure? That they only got to the quarterfinal? Or do you think that the, there's kind of context to it and it's not oh, necessarily okay. a failure? It's it's a it's a failure. Quarter yeah, I think so. Quarter, quarter finals with that team. Yeah, and I also thought no, they should have. And when you get to this stage and you play, it's it's small margins. It's small margins. You know, Harry Kane missed the penalty and they're out. If he scores that penalty, they probably go on on and win it. Yeah, I think so. So it's it's very small margins. Um, but I didn't think, I thought, um, like, when I looked at that bench that England had, and, like, you got, like, for instance, um, Callum Wilson doesn't get on the pitch. James Madison didn't play a minute in the whole World Cup. And I just felt like, um, as soon as Harry Kane's missed that penalty, with, ten, like, eight minutes to go of normal time, plus probably ten minutes of injury time, I just felt like they needed, they looked so... Um, like Harry Kane just looked, he went to pieces after the penalty. He just looked distraught, understandably. And a lot of, I thought, a lot of the other players, in fact, the one player I thought who really tried to get him going after the penalty miss was Jude Bellingham, who ironically is the youngest player in the team. Like, he's definitely a future England captain. You can see it on him. Mm. But I just felt like that was the time to maybe, you, you know, they, they had nothing to lose. That was the time to try and get you know, Callum Wilson on, James Madison on, just try and get something because, you know, they had nothing to lose, mate. And I, I, like I saw a lot of people saying, oh, they were the better side against France. And, but look, they, they weren't the better side. They lost the game. And I think France were ruthless, mate. Like when they had a chance, they took it and were half a chance. Like England had two penalties, scored one, missed one. They didn't create a great deal outside of that. For me, no, no, I was speaking to my pals, um, and I always find that England play with their handbrake on, and yeah, it's a shame. It's a perfect way to say it, I think. They've, they've got a, they've got a really attacking team, um, and real good options as well. It later on, last thirty, last twenty, to bring on real, real, real quality pace uh, as well. Pace, quality, no, yeah. Bringing hundred million pound player on with two minutes to go. What's he supposed to do with two minutes? Yeah. What do you think, Southgate? Is it time for him to move on in one way or another, or do you think he's still the right man for them? See, this is see, this is a difficult question because they've got good relationships and stuff. But it is the kind of Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is going to get to these get to these uh, these latter stages, but he just hasn't got that cutting edge. He hasn't got that cut. He hasn't got that cutting edge to win like, the finals and actually get win the top uh, killer instinct the, sort of the next important game. Yeah. So, what do you make of Jamie Carragher's comments this week? I think he did an article saying that the English manager should always be English, and um, he took a lot of criticism from various people, from fans, from media, from former players. Uh, some people called him racist and 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 the rest of it. Like, where where do you stand on that? No, he's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. Why would you go out outside of, of England? And I mean, if you look at the when they've gone for manager, like foreign managers, it hasn't really gone that well, have it? For you to look back and go, no, oh, but I wish you've you got to look at other countries. Other countries, they don't do it. Why? Why would England want to do it? At the end of the day, I think. Um, most it's about getting the right man for the job. Um, no one is going to be prouder than someone leading their own country. For one, no one's going to care more about that job than you can't tell me that like a, an Englishman is not going to be prouder and more determined than someone who's just there for the fat paycheck. Like regardless of you know quality and stuff like that, I just think I get it. I just think it should be the right 
right person for the job, whoever that person is. Now, to me, um, there was rumours that they talked, the FA talked to, um, uh, what's his name? What's the what's the former Chelsea manager's name? Um, Tuchel. Yes. So apparently they had a little chat with him to see if he'd be interested in it. Um, the only way, the only reason I find that quite sort of interesting or why that might work is because he's quite an attacking manager. And I look at the squad that England have, I look at the squads they've had over the years, and you had the perfect sort of way of saying it. They always play with the handbrake on. And I just feel like if they played attacking against France, you know, you've got to protect yourself with the back and stuff because they've got quality and they've got pace, which they, you know, Kyle Walker kept Mbappe pretty quiet. They forgot about Giroud and um, a couple of the other lads. But Griezmann. Griezmann in the first half was just reminded the world that he's still a quality player, I thought. Yeah, he was, he was outstanding. But, Mid, do you know what? It was driving me nuts watching that because I was just like, if you were coaching your boys' team, right, and there was a player on the other team who was like running the game, the literal, the basic thing you'd be saying to the boys is, don't give him any time. As soon as he gets on the ball, get into him, make him rush. Like, that's just a basic thing. And England yeah. just gave him that, so that, much that, time, mate. That, I, know, I know what you're saying, but there's certain players that find this kind of space and, and they're, they're world-class for that reason alone. And Griezmann, I, I, that, I do get that. But when he gets the ball, mate, if you, if you go, go stand if, off if him. If he takes you into a different space, then it can leave all different. Yeah, so you just... I do... I do get that, but like while he, when he gets the ball, like you've got a midfield of what was it, Henderson, Bellingham, and Rice. Rice is the holding mid, like the one who's going to stay. So tell Bellingham, someone who's got the legs to get everywhere, as soon as he gets the ball, get stuck into him, make him run. And they just gave him so much time. He could just turn in on the ball, having a look. So go this way, that way. And it was just like, I don't know. I just thought it was really like, and don't get me wrong, he was excellent. And he was very clever in the positions he took up. And he went very deep sometimes. He was almost on, like, you know, taking it off for defence, like a holding midfielder. But when he got that ball, I just felt England gave him too much time. Second half, they, they you know, they, they closed him down a bit more. But the damage was done in some ways because I think psychologically they switched off. Like, I thought they really switched off with the Giroud goal. Like, literally, I think I texted you, like, Two minutes before Giroud, Giroud scores that header, um, Pickford saves one from him. Then he's had a literal free header. No one's around him. That's your warning. Don't give him another chance. Like, he's France's all-time top scorer. Like, he's not there by fluke. Again, you know, you've got to look at the quality of the ball. Um, the header's going wide. Is it, it Maguire? Um, got, sometimes you've just got to take your half and it's a, it's a world-class goal and it's a world-class ball world-class movement by France's all-time leading striker who's a yeah. World Cup winner who's, who's very good in the air Harry Maguire will he be upset about it? Probably because he's just got the run on him but you know these are what these top strikers do and, it, yeah. and the ball was superb wasn't it? world-class yeah and look, I do think I think France arguably have probably been the best side so far I've seen in in a tournament. I'm not entirely convinced by Argentina because I don't think in their in the games where they've really turned it on haven't been against teams which have played particularly well on the night or the bigger teams. So I'm interested to see how they do against the France Again, side. Is that which not will... down to the opposition not letting them? No. Yeah, it could be. I mean, France didn't I thought France looked really shaky at the back, and that was another thing, like about England. Well, that's not... the weakness of France, and that's the weakness of England. But that's why you've got a, you know. But that's why why didn't the England get them? We all, if everyone can see that France are a bit shaky at the back, why are you not using that squad and those players to really put them under pressure? Okay. Like, why are we? Why are they? Where? Why are they playing with the handbrake on? If they know that that's their one... You know, it's a one-off game, mate, at the end of the day. It's a knockout game, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I just think, could would another manager have got more out of the same side, same players, same 11? Yeah, and I just think yes. 
And if that's the answer, but if you if you look at the t- if you look at the teams, I wish I had the list. I was looking at it, and it was a pathetic list. If you look at the list of teams that they beat in the World Cup, yeah, um, no big teams in there, is that really? It's, embar- it's embarrassing, yeah. And and then the big teams, that, well, the so-called big teams that they've been beat by, it's not good. It's not good because even like- when they um, when they got to the final of the Euros, they didn't meet anyone in just really until the final that you wouldn't expect them to beat. Yeah, exactly. And you're at home. Italy not really a good side, um, and and they end up beating you, beating you, yeah. So, at the Croatia side, you should be beating Croatia. You know, look at France. Would it would what I mean? Um, Argentina. You know, they they put them to the sword in the semi final. Um, just one game too far for Croatia, but still from a from a country that's got what. Three, four million people to constantly get to semi-finals. Um, yeah, it's, I just uh, thought it was. Open. I said to you, who I said to you, whoever wins this game, I thought was going to win the tournament because the way the taught the the whole thing had opened up the teams that had gone out. I thought it was England's best chance to win. Oh no, the way it's opened up. There's always Argentina that's still there, aren't you? and you got that. The Messi just seems to be getting better and better in the tournament. So timing it, isn't he? Yeah, it's his so, last World Cup game. He said as well, so good. You know, him and Ronaldo, in my opinion, they deserve to go out on their own terms to a certain extent. So, yeah. part of me wants Messi, even though I'm sort of, I think, so it's, Ronaldo, it's, so Messi for, thing, for I'm a Ronaldo me, guy, for, but so for me, it's all down to Gareth Southgate, really. If, if, yeah, if, I thought if so. Sides, if sides to stay, then you, you've got to give him. Um, let him see out his contract and then see where you're at after the next Euros because he's, he's earned that uh, by getting to semi-finals and finals. Yes, he's oh, not, not won it. That, not having the... He's earned it. He gets paid an absolute fortune, mate. Well, well like, no, but look what he's done with... This is a failure, mate. Look at what like, he's done with this, this, this squad, though. He's, he's not left him... If he goes, the next manager's coming in and go, what have I got here now? He's left him with an elite squad he has built an elite squad, an elite togetherness, camaraderie, all that that a manager could go in and wouldn't have to do much. Where the previous managers have come in and it's the England's in turmoil. Eng- England aren't yeah. in turmoil. No, I, I accept that. But I just think, look, if you up until this tournament, they every well, tournament. You in? If you get, if you're okay, you're getting rid of him, who are you going to bring him in? Now, this is the question. So, whilst I think maybe the time is right for him to leave, well, exactly. there isn't, no some, there isn't someone. The there isn't someone who I think, or at least I think of straight away, that I think, yeah, that's the guy. Like I saw some people on on social media it's a saying, like, conversation, isn't it? Get get Gerard in and all that." And I was like, "Fucking hell, really?" No, but no. I mean, Craig makes just to finish off with England. It, it makes the perfect point, which I was. I was trying to think of the game to bring up, and he said France struggled against Tunisia because Tunisia hit them with pace and they put them under pressure. And Southgate just didn't play to England's strengths. France were there for the taking, in my opinion. I really do. He should have played Rashford and Saka. Well, admit, after the way Rashford's played in the last couple of games before well, that, Saka, how he Saka, doesn't start. can't drop Saka and Rashford's nope. on fire and they've both got pace and they go at you. So, and they put you on the back foot. Um, but and you know, Rashford looked well, dangerous. Did he, did he, he go won. with? Did he go with Foden? Yeah, yeah. So and that Foden was a weird one because he didn't play Foden and Rashford for the first couple of games. Then obviously Sterling left, and then he played Rashford and yeah, uh, but he's Foden in that at, third he's game. Ob- he's obviously looking at the opposition and who matches well with what. Which he's got the you know you're only talking about that all these players. Are, Top quality players: Saka, Rashford, Grealish, Foden. So, who matches up better? Who they're playing against? That's what they would have looked at. And who's the better impact sub out of them all? And Rashford's probably the better in, impact sub out of them all. He's come on, he scored two goals, and he, and he does well when he comes on. He's got pace. Yeah, I and I, I I agree with that in that Rashford's the better sub. However, if I'm looking at France and how I can beat them, uh, inform Rashford, Saka. Alongside Harry Kane with a uh, Bellingham, oh, it goes back to it's the, the perfect combination of getting at him. 
it goes it go, again goes back to having the handbrake on when might not starting with Rashford you should thinking about oh if we need an impact sub exactly neg- just negative thinking if that's go the way win the game thinking. and don't need a sub do you yeah yeah exactly yeah but um, it's interesting uh, Borough fan uh, who's a proud Englishman says like evening everyone I'm with you so you throw the kitchen sink at it there's nothing to lose everything to gain and that's what it comes down to it's a one-off game. France, of course, have got incredible quality. But like through the already... kitchen sink at it. They got a penalty in, and they missed it. Yeah, but they did like you and say they, they threw the, the kitchen team. sink at it. And they were well, a better team, but it's not about, but I'm talking about from team, the start. It's about going through to the next round. Yeah, and I but I'm on about like the way they played the game as a whole. They should have, I say, and they should have gone for a more attacking way of playing to get at France's weaknesses. France's biggest weakness is down the side. It's all like, it's all like saying that, though. You've got one of the quickest players of world football ever to walk trace the, the planet, and you, you're going you're gonna to leave him open. What do you mean? Yeah, but they don't need to leave him open. The These are no scrubs. The world champion side. Oh, and you say, I, I throw agree. the kitchen sink at them. They were the better team. They just didn't get through because they missed the penalty. And France have got that know-how to get through to the next round. It's that simple. But they've got the killer. What France have got is that ruthless killer instinct. If you give them a chance in a big game, they take it. You don't get a second goal. England haven't got that. Does that come from the manager? Does that come from not winning a World well, Cup? Well, so long? I'm asking the question. Who is the, remind me who the top goal scorers in the World Cup were? Uh, what, last time round? No, or this, this, this time. Year, this time. Um, I'm not. I'm not 100 sure, mate. Who is the top I do, scorer? I do. I do research. It was England. Well, that's what you're there for. I'm the host. Yeah. So I don't know. They're the highest goal goal scorers in the World Cup. They're playing against the World Cup holders. They've Luke scored a goal yeah. and they've missed the penalty. Yes, they didn't score but open play, but they were the better team. But World Cup football is not about being better teams; it's about against the next round, and that's what they didn't do. The average team of that is probably about what 23, 24. So, no, it's good experience, but yet, if you're in that squad, you're still thinking it's a missed opportunity there. We should, we, we should be win, we should be winning this. Well, at least get into the finals, World Cup, and they've failed. So, they've let, me ask you, failed. let me ask you a question then to finish off with England. If Rashford starts, if say Madison, if Madison starts instead of Henderson, and they go a bit more attacking in the middle, do you think it's a different result? I don't know. I really don't know. I I, I really don't know. So um, another hypothetical: if you play you play better players who are on form, more likely you're gonna you're gonna you know people who are on form confident, you know. Yeah, you should go. I think in a, we, I said before the tournament in in this type of tournament football, you've got to go with the form players, not the players who are, yeah, you know, and, tried and, and tested. Oh, he, he was tired, or he, because he was fresh. Yeah, he was the highest goal scorer in in, in the team. Rashford right coming off coming off the bench last thirty minutes. Yes, he started the game, but he was fresh. Yeah, so Another, no, no excuses there. So another great oh, point from Craig, mate. Yeah, and, and things to, to 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 look back on and think. Oh, we made a mistake there. We can't make that mistake again. Should we have done this? Should we have done that? So, um, another great point from Craig. He says um, Griezmann played as a holding midfielder against Morocco because of the pace that Morocco had. So to stop that threat, they changed their tactics and their position. Obviously, uh, he said if England did that, then it could have stopped him from pulling the strings in the first half. So is that a weakness of England, not just this time round, but over the years that we're too, or not we, they are too rigid in this is my team, this is how I, we play. We don't, and they don't really no. vary up too much. No, 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 no. It's just, it's a 50-50 game, and it, and if you're the better better team, you should just need to need to win it. It's 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 small margins at World Cup football against world class talent. Like I said, with the second goal, it's a world-class ball, world-class run, it's a goal. It's small margins. Carrie came missed the penalty. Small margins. We're nitpicking now. Yeah. They were the better team. So, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, they were the better team. They just didn't score enough goals. 
Um, I'm not having this narrative that I saw a lot of media people saying that the ref was what cost England. Rich has been given the final, so. England, um, you know, they had the chance. They had the penalty. They had the opportunity. They also had the whole game to implement whatever style they, or whatever type of play they wanted to do, and they didn't. So whilst they were the better team, in my opinion, they played with the handbrake on and it cost them, regardless. Listen, you're gonna get, didn't you're take gonna, the chances. You're going to get bad referees, but... You know, the chances were there to see. If you take he gave them two penalties, you know. If you, take, like, if you take that penalty, I believe they go on and win it. So, it's yeah, just, uh, I think you know, so too. Momentum, um, the quality that England had on the bench, even if it went to extra time. Yeah, I would think they would, they would have gone on to win that. Uh, and like you say, you know, England were the best team. And I do, I kind of agree with you. But also, like Jordan Pickford's made more saves than um, Lloris did during the game. So, you know, France probably created more, I think. So, even though England, I don't know. I don't better, know if I agree better, that England better was the team, better team. Created more. All the one that matters is two France, one England. That's yeah. the major one. And it was, you know, France come on top. Um, so, you mentioned Messi uh, starting to, you know, he's gradually got better with each game. Let's talk about that first semi final. Um, the Argentinians versus. Um, or we had Argentina versus Holland first in the quarterfinals. Wanted to talk about that because that got a bit testy, that did. Um, were you impressed with the way Holland played in that game? He's gone. Sorry, but, 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 no, sorry mate. Um, I just asked if you were... I wanted before... freezing, yeah, Flipping freezing, mate. Um, before we talk about the Argentina semi-final, I just wanted to ask you about the Holland... Uh, Argentina game. Were you impressed with like the way Holland played in that Argentina game, or do you think again for them that was almost like a bit of a missed opportunity, especially when they scored that late because they scored that late goal, didn't they? Um, in like the 99th minute to equalise, take it to extra time, and then in extra time they changed their tactics back to the tactics which hadn't worked for them instead of keeping with the physical ball up to the striker that was causing all sorts of problems they went back to where they're kind of you know they they didn't stick with the tactics that had got them back in the game yeah, it's pretty like a, a boring 30 minutes wasn't it after an exciting end yeah um yeah you, you know you stick with just like we were saying before didn't you? You, you go with what works and to score against that you just got back to in two 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 goals is uh, a strange decision. Yeah, it was a weird one. So the first semi-final was Argentina versus Croatia. Um, before the game, were you thinking Croatia had a good chance or did you expect the Argentinians to sort of... You'd expect Argentina to win, but you'd expect Croatia to give them a good account of themselves. But yeah, Argentina, were, after that second goal went in, it was uh, yeah, it was an easy win for them. It almost looked like a bridge too far, didn't it, for for Croatia? Like once that second goal went in, it was just a non, non yeah. contest. Really, really impressed with Morocco. Uh, really good game. Still in yeah. it with 20, 25 minutes to go. But when France scored the second, obviously it was just it, killed it. Didn't it? it yeah, it killed it. But really, on, really, really on another day, up. mate, those Moroccan chan- Moroccans take their chances, and that's a very different game because they had some. Some really big chances. They hit the post and this, that, and the other. Like I really felt for them because on another day those goals go in. It's fine margins, mate, isn't it? And um, on another day, you know those chances go in, and it's a very, very different game. <clears throat> Craig says Croatia lack a like an out and out goal scorer, and I think that's probably right. Um, obviously, they're still quite reliant on Modric. You know, they've got some other good players as well, mind now. But Modric, obviously, probably done now. How good is Modric, in your opinion? Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Really good player. Just just one of them players that... Goes yeah. under the radar, doesn't he? Not necessarily. Just can control games. And it's so difficult to do. Um, there's not many people that can do it. No. Um, in terms of the final, mate, Argentina versus France, that's a big, big game, that is. There's history there as well. Why, um, why is there history there? 
Well, they they played in Russia um, in the last World Cup. It was four three to France, and it was a bit niggly and a bit. It was a great game, really good game. So um, Argentinians, look, they're going to want to one. They're going to want to. It's a World Cup final. They want to win anyway. Two. They're going to want to send Messi off like the legend that he is, and they're going to also want to correct the loss from the last World Cup where France sent them out. From a French point of view, they want to be the first team for well, 20 years, I think it is, to ever win the World Cup back-to-back. There's so much little things going ever, on. Has anyone ever done that? Yeah, I think there was someone about 20 years ago, last team to win it back-to-back. It? I think no. so. I think it was. Um, I'll see now, last team. Um, how do you see the final going, though, mate? Oh, what sort of game do you think it'll I, be? Do you think I, it'll I, be open? I fancy Argentina. I do fancy Argentina. I think France... Uh, France... Uh, Good going forward, isn't they? But they... I just I just think, just think Argentina are a better team. Better I team. look at the, the two sides' defences, because we know all about the attacking players in both teams, right? But I look at the the defences and Varane I don't think is fit he looks like he's still trying to find his fitness and then I look at the Argentinian defences look solid but then we've seen over the years in the Premier League mate Otamendi has got a mistake in him and they seem to be favouring uh, Otamendi and the other guy over Martinez I know Martinez has played a couple of games but he seems to be more of the you know the sort of second they have got a back. strong team though you know Dybala's just got Dybala's just it. getting back from fitness as well mate which Di, makes it Di Maria didn't play in the semi-final bit but he was fit so they have got real good options have France got them options I know the kid come on and score with first touch but in the semi-final but that was that was um Mbappe's work but um no, I still still fancy Argentina. Yeah, Dabala getting fit now is not a bad option to have, is it, off the bench if they're tiring and, and stuff like that because he's got a bit of quality in him. Um, look, from, from a French point of view, I think they need a big game from Griezmann. They need a big game from Mbappe and Giroud. They've got to keep it tight at the back. I think Lloris will have a big say in how the game goes because he's a phenomenal keeper, but you know, he's not getting any younger. So the only two teams who have ever won the World Cup and defended it are Brazil in 1962, which was the last team to do it, and Italy in 1938. So you're talking like 60 years ago was the last time it was done. Which shows how hard it is to do, really, doesn't it? Yeah. That's um, it. So, yeah, that's quite an elite group. Um, so you fancy Argentina, Messi to go out with a bang. And I would expect him to retire from international football either way anyway after this World Cup final's over. Um, <clears throat> where do you think the biggest danger is from an Argentinian point of view? Like, where can <laughs> France hurt them the most? Is it just Mbappe or is there, like, do you see it a bit more? No, oh, like, differently it's, to that? It's obviously, it's obviously, you know, Giroud, they, they ain't the biggest at the back. No. So, and Drew's very good in the air. So, you'd think they're targeting. Um, but there's, there's some Dembele's, um, uh, Rabio. I like the look of the Rabio, but then if he's going to be fit. But, um, I wonder if they'll play Griezmann alongside Rabio to try and, you know, cause Argentina a problem like they caused England the problem with uh, Griezmann being, you know, getting on the ball deep. And trying to work it that way, because then they'll have a decision whether to close him down. And Lee, like you say, Lee, like you said, with England, if they go close him down in those positions he takes up, it leaves gaps elsewhere. And then you know that's when the likes of uh, Mbappe and Dembele and Giroud can hurt you. So I think it's really interesting. Messi has just been a delight. I gotta say, like that ball. Um, which game was it? where he played that reverse pass as he's he's running across the front of the box and he's got like the whole defence line in front of him and he's kind of running from right to left and he just plays a reverse pass without looking to the striker and he just gets it and knocks. I think it was the Holland game. What it was the ball mate was just sensational. And um yeah he just looks like he's 
just gearing up. Don't but then it's you know it's coming up to Christmas, mate. These top players they they're used to hitting their peak over Christmas, aren't they? In the start of the new year, so this is almost good for them. Um, but Argentina have got quality everywhere, mate. You know, it's um, I think when we talked at the start of the tournament, I think um, Argentina, France, and England were the three teams that we picked like with the strongest squads in terms of depth and people who can do stuff off the bench and outside of their first 11, which is interesting. Um, like I look at that Argentina squad and there is a lot of like really good, good players, but like some of them haven't played, you know? Um, so like up front, you've got Messi, Martinez, Dybala, uh, Carrera from Atletico Madrid, Julian Alvarez from Man City, um, Almeida from uh, America, uh, Gomez from Seville. And then even in midfield, you've got that McAllister from Brighton, who I think is exceptional. I'd be very surprised if he's still at Brighton next year. Um, Fernandez from Benfica. But also, you've got Di, Di Maria's barely played. Like Di Maria on his day is a quality, quality winger on his day. I'll never forget that goal he scored for United. You know, when, when he scoops it over the keeper versus Leicester, I think it was like his second or third game. And um, it's such a special goal. And I thought, God, he's going to be a player for them. And it didn't happen, did it? But like on his day, he's capable of doing something special. So, you know, if things aren't going to plan for Argentina, they can bring on a Dybala or a, um, they can bring on a Dybala, they can bring on a Di Maria, a Dybala, and, and they can do some damage made off the bench. I look at the French squad, and I'm not sure if they've got the same attacking options off the bench. So, like, if things aren't going Argentina's way, they can bring on a Dybala or a Di Maria. French World Cup squad, like, who, if things aren't going their way with the first 11... What sort of which players are you looking at and thinking, right, they can do something off the bench? What for Argentina? Yeah, in the French, no French squad. Um you got Kingsley Coleman from Bayern, I suppose. Um yeah, Coleman, um um Taram. Who's uh, the boy um Muani, is it? Is he the one who scored the other day off the bench? Yeah, Muani. They, they, they have got options, I just think. Um they're not as proven, I don't think, as well, but that doesn't mean that that, that no, it doesn't that, that, that might be a benefit from it if they're unknown, but no, it's you know it's it's who turns up on the dates. So like we talk about England, it's 50-50, it's, it's small margins. Whoever turns up can mess it's a question. Up, can Messi do it. A little bit of magic again. Mm. Craig's got a question. He says, "Can Benzema go back?" So Benzema was was called up into the yeah, World Cup squad, that. right? And he's fit now. They didn't replace him, so can he technically play? Yeah, because he was in the squad. He was named yeah. in the official squad. Yes, no, he can. Definitely. Now that is an interesting conundrum for the French coach. Like I wouldn't say necessarily start him, but you could. Have him on the bench would be such a lift, wouldn't it? To you know, he's just won the Ballon d'Or. Like, why can you? Yeah, you need a goal with 15 or 20 minutes to go, and, and you look at look look behind you. You want to see the quality of Karim Benzema? Mm. Oh, yeah. Would you start him if he was fit? No, would you start no, him? no, 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 no. What leaves you out? I don't know who how they normally do it. Do they leave oh, Giroud really, out or people, do they play him people, together? You know, he's French people disrespect Giroud. He's the French's highest goal in score, yeah. goal scorer. He won the World Cup last year, last time with him. With with him, yes, he didn't score any goals, but he brings players in. That's why players love to play with players like that because he gives other players around him opportunities. So no, you imagine they dropped him, they got beat. Yeah, it'd be a pro, wouldn't it? Especially oh. like you can't drop Mbappe, you can't drop Giroud, you can't drop no, Griezmann. No. You can't so drop MLA. That freeze set. That and I don't set. think you can play for all four of them from the start. No, and like I say, you need an option off the bench. Who, who, who better to have than Kareem Benzema? I'm sure he probably wouldn't expect to play. So, um, yes. Yeah, 
No, it'd be a good option. Like I said, have an event. Jazz, get out. Most of my dog is just clamping around everywhere. Has the, has the sound changed now? Is it a bit better? It's my dog just knocking about behind the green screen. No, I'm saying my sound, is it sound better now? Or is it just the sound? Oh, your sound, yeah, it sounds a little bit better now. Uh -huh. Since you've switched over. Only a little bit. Um, so before we do our, pre our prediction for the World Cup final, mate, I know you said Argentina. What do you think the score is going to be? Penalties, extra time. What do you reckon? Uh, well, Rodri's uh, frozen a minute, so uh, I'll give my predictions. I think France will win on penalties myself. I think it'll be a draw in normal time, extra time, and then it'll go to penalties, and I think France will win on extra uh, penalties. However, Argentina's keeper is absolutely superb for penalties, so I don't think it's a given. But I think I'm going France on penalties, me. Um, what's your prediction for the score, mate? You know what? I moved my computer, right? Mm. And, it went, and it went off. It turned itself off. Apparently this might, I don't know. <clears throat> um, go on, what was the question, mate? Uh, score for the World Cup final, mate. 2-1, I haven't seen it. Okay, interesting. Craig's uh, gone 3-2 Argentina. Um, I just got a feeling France are going to do it. I don't know where. Uh... Well, leave Messi crying his eyes on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal, mate. Um, before we do our Super 6 predictions, let's talk a bit of, uh, bit of championship football because the championship was back, which was really... Uh, Strange while the World Cup was going on, but I, you know, I suppose they, <laughs> I they, it was they obviously there. I thought I ain't watching this shit. Yeah, it was, it was it? Burnley and someone else. Keep it out of it. Fine, I watching this. It was it was brutal after watching the World Cup for the, like the last couple of weeks, seeing <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, that Burnley game. No, but it looked brutal. freezing. Yeah, it looked freezing. Like I've just been watching people when they're like. T-shirt and shorts, and you it goes to like sweltering. Like, Everyone's like wrapped up, <laughs> freezing cold. <clears throat> I um some interesting results in the championship, mate. Uh, starting with like Sunderland lost to West Brom. You know, West Brom have been struggling. Yeah, I thought that Sunderland. I was watching that, and Sunderland went up one nil. No, Sund uh, West Brom won two one, which oh, has taken right. them up to seventeen. West Brom have won four on the bounce now, so they're making a bit of a a comeback. Um, yeah. who's the manager at West Brom now? It was Steve Cobra. Bruce. Who's the manager? Um, Carlos Cobron is the manager of West Brom. Recently came in, fairly recently came in. Um, he's been around the block of he's 39. I thought he was much older than that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't think West Brom would be battling relegation. Like you expected them to get a run going eventually. And Sunderland have been solid. They're 11th. You know, they're not in the relegation battle. They're not. I don't know if they'll be up there come the end of the season, but we'll see. Uh, Burnley thrashed QPR, which that break made for the World Cup, I think, really um, is going to hurt some teams and help some teams. Like QPR now haven't won for five games. They've lost four and drawn one. Lost their manager. Lost their manager. Like, it's uh, it's all a bit... So they've got Critchley in now as manager, but they need to try and, you know, get going again because they're ninth. They can get... It could go either way, couldn't they? Like, if they can get going again, they're getting the playoffs coming the end of the season. But if they keep with this form, they're going to be down in the relegation zone yeah. before long. The Championship, you can't lose that many games on the bounce. And you because you just get dragged down and down and down further, like there's no escaping it. Um, Preston annihilated Blackburn, Blackburn in third, who had been pretty solid. They have lost three of the last four, but um, Preston are on a good run, they've won four of the last five, and um, they beat them, beat uh, Blackburn 4 1, comfortable. Um, and the thing with Preston is they score goals all over the pitch. Really, really good. Chad Evans, mate, got another brace. Yeah, um, yeah. I gotta say, 
like if ever there's a player who just deserves like a little bit of um I don't want to say luck because it's not luck it's there's a know, movie it's, there somewhere isn't there there is mate isn't there especially like you know what you've got a couple of years left now go and get promoted this year top that, scorer in a championship that at Manchester City plays for Wales boom in jail mm. comes gets, back gets, comes back out starts playing again scoring goals after his life yeah, look, imagine, look, I, I would imagine that every time he scores a goal, it must feel special because where he, well, you've been there yourself, mate, where he was, like, it's, um, I was, it was brutal, I, I'm, not, I'm not on the, the non-swing. No, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, I you've been in prison. Oh, like, right. I didn't yeah, mean that you've done I, the I, same I, crime. I, I, I understand you wanted to clarify, though, which is fair enough. <laughs> um, but look, he's you know he scored a brace. He's he's uh, he's he's going, mate. He's scoring goals. So long may it continue. Hopefully, like I'm just trying to look how many he scored this year. Looks like he's got five, I think. So you know he's chugging along. Be good. I would love to see him, mate. I would love to see him end up like top goal scorer or something. Just Preston got a good side, mate. They score all over the pitch, and I just think um, they might. I think. They've been up in and around the playoffs a lot over the last few years, so they know what they're doing. Um, are you are Ryan Lindsay says uh, hi, Sai Rodri. Hope you're well. Uh, Sai, I'm a Villa fan. Did, uh, did you see or go to Peter Whittenham's memorial match the other day? Uh, I didn't because I was priorly engaged, but um, I heard it went pretty well. It was just it was a bit like I talked about this last week or the last episode. Bit of a shambles the way Cardiff handled it, in all honesty. Should have been done in the summer. Um, should have been done much quicker. Should have been not been a midweek game. Should not have been the day after England played Wales. So a lot of people were travelling back from Qatar, um, which had a massive effect on people being able to attend because they were scrambling to get back from Qatar. And um, it was just one of them things. My dog has just decided she's coming in here now. Jazz, what are you doing? Idiot dog. I apologise. Mine was running around in circles before on the floor. I she's she's like, her face, she's like that, like half an inch away from the wall, just staring at it, like as if it's the walls, like calling her. She's a weirdo. But yeah, look, it went, um, it was a great, everyone I spoke to said that as a night, and a, a thing, it was a great tribute to a great man. Um, there was over 10,000 people there. Just, I'm disappointed in the way Cardiff handled it and the time of year it was, the mid the fact it was midweek and stuff like that. It was just very disappointing in terms of that. But in terms of the actual night, I've heard it was absolutely superb and a great tribute to a great man. Um, so... Where was where was I on? Uh, Preston. So, Middlesbrough picked up another victory by beating uh, Luton Tan. Cardiff, though, let's talk some Cardiff. They um, they they went one nil up away to Stoke. I bet that was cold, by the way. Um, after six, you know why? Minutes. You know it's so cold. I've realised why it's so cold because it's like it's obviously right next to the right next to the M six. Mm. One minute. Right, it's obviously right next to right next to the M6, um, and it's on a hill as you're going up the A50 towards Derby, mm. and it's it's proper breezy. Obviously, you've got it's not fully. Um, you've got gaps in the corner. <laughs> you've got gaps in the corner, so the wind flashes through. It's proper windy. Mm. I'd rather have the night in Stoke than the night in Burnley. I know that. Jesus. Glazebroker just said it was minus 10 in Padding, uh, Partington today. Like, it was minus 6 in Cardiff, mate, this morning. Yeah, it was minus it 6. Was it was minus brutal. 6. Yeah. Absolutely brutal. Yeah, like, yeah. i got to say, I really, really, really struggled this morning. Like, um, yeah, Cardiff went 1 0 away at Stoke, and then Stoke scored two quick goals to make it 2 1, and then Cardiff equalised towards the latter part of the second half. I thought Cardiff played relatively well, 
But um, I do think from a Cardiff point of view, it's time for them to unleash the young guns like Ruben Corwell and stuff. And actually, like we've got some decent attacking creative players. So let's get it done. Let's actually play some football and score some goals. Like um, much like we were, I was saying about England earlier, like if you've got all these players who are capable of creating and playing attacking football, why are you playing with the handbrake on all the time? I just don't get it. So I would like to see Mark Hudson get the likes of Ruben Corwell starting, Mark Harris starting more, and just um, seeing what they can do with a bit of freedom. Because these players, mate, and you know, you'd have seen it supporting United, when you give young players start after start after start and you give them a bit of freedom, they sink or swim. And if you give them that bit of freedom, sometimes you can find a few diamonds in there, mate. No, 100%. 100%. It's um, just got to put the work in. And it's difficult, but they are out there. Well, Ruben Corwell, mate, is a special player. Like, we've seen what he can do in little bits. He gave him three minutes at the end of the game. Like, what is a, you know, a young lad supposed to do with that? I just don't understand it. I end, I do understand he had not long got back from Dubai and uh, from Qatar, sorry, from the World Cup. But he didn't play in the World Cup, I don't think. I think he may have had a minute or two. But, like, it's not like he's, all right, you've got to travel and stuff. It's not like he's exhausted from playing for Wales. He didn't play a great deal, if at all. So, like, I don't know. I just done what you, what are you expecting a young player to do with three minutes, really? Like, any player, but particularly a young player, like what are you going to do? No, it's like, well, it's talked about we've got Jack Grealish before. What's are supposed to do with three minutes? Yeah. James Madison went to the World Cup, didn't play a minute of football. It just doesn't make no sense to me. Glaze Broker says he helps Argentina slap the French about in the final. Um, he what? He said he helps Argentina slap the French about a little bit in the final. <laughs> Well, I was eating croissants for fun. Videos, morning fellows, croissant. Beautiful one, beautiful Sunday morning I had. Well, before that French game, me and you were speculating that if England were to win, we were just going to get a barrage of his coming home texts. So you have to put all your, you have to put all your yeah. mates on mute for a couple of days because it was, uh, yeah. it was it a, few, a bit brutal. A few people that targeted. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, the noisy ones, mate, didn't it? Yep, and I can be very noisy as well. Don't worry about that. Shocking, shocking, mate. That, that really morning, fellas. After you know a sad night, make sure you fill yourself up. Nice breakfast. Nice breakfast. Yeah. Like, croissant. <laughs> Along that lines, enjoy a nice croissant. That's the way. That's the way. <laughs> onions. Um, what else? Would <laughs> you fun? You had like a beret on with onions yeah. around your neck, just eating a yeah. croissant, like. Um, let's do our super six predictions, mate. Um, we uh, we gonna we gonna do a show next week, mate. It's like what is it? Be the no, what's the day? It'd be the box day after Boxing Day, was it? I don't know. We'll uh, we'll have to let you all know. See where we are, family wise and kids wise, and I'm sure we might try and fit something in or over over that period at some point, but. Uh, because there's lots of football. So it's 22nd, mate, uh, next Thursday. Right. You good for that? Well, or is it a bit close to Christmas to do, uh, do a show next week? No, that's fine. I might even be down there. I might even be down there. Yeah, I don't know. Is it? I might be, yeah. If you are, let me know. Yeah. Well, even if, um, even without the show, mate, let me know and we'll go for a, a sneaky, sneaky yeah. bit of food or something. Um, if I probably be, if I'm going to be there, it's going to be there 22nd, 23rd, come back the 23rd or 24th. Don't know yet. Sweet. Um, predictions made for the next Super Six, which is um, on Boxing Day. So you've got Leicester versus Newcastle United. I've gone 2 1 Newcastle. <laughs> Let me do it now. So Gla- Glazebrook Broker says, fuck your French bread. What he says. Who said that? Great glaze broker. Yeah, he's obviously, obviously, obviously still hurting, isn't he? 
I'm gonna, actually, you know what I'm going to have to, tomorrow with my soup? Some nice French bread. Love some nice thing. French croutons. Yeah, nice baguette, French, French baguette. Mm. And French yeah. onion soup is the winner, though, mate. When French onion soup is done right, it's real good as well. Mm. I enjoy it. Mm. Nice French baguette. I do enjoy a croissant in the morning, mate, to be honest. I don't like frog's legs. I don't like snails. I had um, frog's legs, right, once in um, a Thai restaurant. And it was um, me and my missus at the time. And my mate and my missus. Yeah, but I went to this Thai restaurant and I ordered frog's legs because I'd never tried them. And I was like, oh, yeah, I want to try it. And just have a go. And I didn't realize that it's like a, like a chicken wing, you know, you're supposed to eat the meat off it. I just ate the whole thing, bone and all. Like, oh, mate. When they told me afterwards, I felt oh, rough, no. mate, rough. Yeah, can't take me as well. Can't take me anyway. You're right there, mate. Like, say frogs have got no bones. You just eat the bones. You, you're daft. <laughs> I was a very young man. I was just walking about boneless. <laughs> it was. Um, it was like. So it's before I met my missus. So you're talking like 20 years. So I was. You know, I was only a young man. It's probably 19, 20. Like I call you Trigger or Dave, one of the two. Which one? <laughs> I used Dave. to be called Dave. Dave, yeah, Dave. And uh, Dave and Turbo was the other one I used to get called a lot. There we go. Um, so what did you say, Newcastle and Leicester? I've gone to one Newcastle. Newcastle, Newcastle. I've just gone into my Super 6 and it's saying update, so. But no, Newcastle. Uh, yeah, Newcastle. Newcastle uh, being Saudi Arabia training. <laughs> Let's copy of me because he's 10 points behind. Crystal Palace versus Fulham. I've gone 1 1. I've just changed that Newcastle one because you just said that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Never change, mate. Never I'm change. Gonna, I'm going to go 3 2. So, um, Crystal Palace, Fulham 2 2. Yeah, I've gone 1 1. And then we got Southampton, Brighton. I've gone 2 1 Brighton. Southampton's got a new manager. Pass. The Welsh bloke. Pass, pass, pass. Uh, Welsh bloke from Luton. Oh, Nathan Jones. Yeah, of course they have. Yeah. Um... Oh, I see. I didn't know whether I should change that now. No, 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 no. You can't do that now. <laughs> two two one Southampton home win. So I went two one Brighton, but I'm thinking more now. <laughs> Why? Because managers Wells. Yeah, Nathan Jones. Isn't it? No, I'll stick, right. I'm going to stick with it. Two one Brighton. Uh, yeah. Everton versus Wolves. I've gone two one Everton. I bet you change that one. I bet you change. I won't, I won't change it. I promise. Brighton two, Southampton one. Everton. Wolves got a new manager as well. That's <laughs> 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 I don't think so. I don't know, though, mate. I'm a bit out of the loop with the Premier League at the moment. 1-0 Everton. Uh, so I went 2-1 Everton in that one. And then you got Villa versus Liverpool. 2-1 Villa. Oof. I've got 3-1 Liverpool because uh, they've on a bit of a run at the moment, Liverpool are, especially away from home. So, uh, yeah, 3-1 Liverpool for me. And finally, Arsenal versus West Ham United at Arsenal. I have gone with 3-0 to the Gunners. 1-1. No Gabriel Jesus. Different team. Interesting. Interesting. West Ham. You can't change the team off my advice. West Ham been poor, mate, though, this year. Yeah, had a break. Yeah, you're right there, mate. Like, the form could not count for anything, could it? Working with a very good coach, so not all the players at the World Cup. So, just reminded me of something to finish. Then, right? Um, what do you make of Jaden Sancho being training on his own um, on his I own personal plan? I get, we could get ourselves in trouble if I comment about this. Right? I'll tell you off. Right? Okay. No comment then. Yeah. Um, as always, guys, girls, people. On the, on the various platforms, nice one for watching. And um, it's always, as always, available for audio download through the Sports Social Podcast web uh, network. Please check out them and their 
many podcasts they do. Um, and of course, check out Violet Money, who support the channel. And uh, check out all the other podcasts which we do and, and put together. We have a boxing podcast that uh, I produce, but I don't host on a Sunday night live on Facebook, uh, among other things. And we've got lots of plans for 2023. But uh, we'll be back next Thursday. Um, of course, there's shows on Patreon as well for, for the members. Um, Monday and Wednesday next week as well. Going to be a busy, busy week. Join us. But uh, until then, we bid you farewell. See you. Nice one. Sports Social Podcast Network.